Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's your host with the most, and we're back here, season two of Influencers Talks in a podcast hosted by yours truly, Nalmantaj, and my co-host Suko the Don. But unfortunately, he is not with me as we are currently not even in the same area code. But we do run it from coast to coast, and you know we do the most. And with me today is Kaylee from Aya Africa. Kaylee, would you like to introduce yourself to the people? Hello everyone, my name is uh, Kaylee and yeah, I am from Aya Africa, but I'm also just Kaylee, just uh, just a human on the earth. <laughs> I like that, just a human on the earth, because I mean, we like to always forget the fact that we actually are just people, like at the end of the day, like a lot of this shit doesn't matter, like no, like, no offense listeners, but there is no reason for you to listen to this, but thank you for listening, I, I, I honestly do appreciate that, but anyway, like Kaylee, tell us like, more about yourself tell us like what it is that you do because you're such a multifaceted person and like every single time i just converse with you be it over whatsapp or in person i always like i always feel as if like damn like i'm not working hard enough or like i've just got inspired like i now like i almost want to like cancel my netflix subscription because it's like I don't need to go watch a cheesy movie to go get, like, inspiration. Like, there we go. Like, Homegirl just, like, inspired me. So, like, I wear Like, I can keep it moving now. So, like, please, like, tell people who you are so they can understand how or the reason as to why I value our friendship so much. This is so sweet. My heart is exploding right now. Thank you for the love, first and foremost. That's what I live for. So, thank you so much. Um, a little about me. I am definitely multifaceted. So I can't delineate myself. I am curious. So everything that I do is out of curiosity. So maybe it's not the best life strategy, but I'll start a company out of curiosity to see what it will be like to build a tech company. Um, I will start presenting out of curiosity to see how far presenting can take me. But I think I was kind of figuring this out the other day. I was like, well, you're a multidisciplinary creative. I have been called an artist by other people. I didn't label myself an artist, but I think it's probably fitting. Um, and by artist, I like building new things. Yeah. It can be a business, a digital business, um, where you build from an idea to nothing. It can be presenting like a show, interviewing entrepreneurs. Um, I, it can be static visuals. So I explore different art forms and the one that I've really settled upon is presenting. I love it, it's, it's where I belong. Um, and the video side, so presenting, the conceptualization of ideas and then the sharing of that through video is really where my passion lies. But yeah, I mean, I, I born and raised in an African village, first seven years of my life. So I have got quite an in-depth understanding of um, different cultures. I think I actually think I'm African innately. Um, like I'm a, I'm a white, I'm a black person in a white body because my first, those primary years were actually spent with African people. So I think that's where the, the kind of exploration comes. Maybe it's me trying to find my identity in a way, you know, in truth. You know, and I'm I like, I enjoy the fact that you're willing to say that, like trying to find your identity because a lot of the time, like as creatives, like, we like to always try and make it seem as if things are set in stone. And we, because at the end of the day, like you said, um, 
you don't like to limit yourself and just call yourself an artist because there's so much that we do that was multifaceted and sometimes the creation or the artistry comes in you making a tech company you doing this and doing that like i always tell people um funny that you say that you feel like you're a black person and a white person's body because i always say like the best way for you to become like the best creative is to be like a full-blown like soccer mom karen like go right ahead like if she wants to help jonathan with pta and get him to prefect. She'll do the most to make sure that he's a prefect, etc., um, etc. Et if she wants to start a walking club, she will. So, like, why now not go into like the entertainment multimedia space with that same ideology and that same notion, you know? Um, and salute to you for actually like doing that, and especially in the visual component, because not a lot of people, especially in South Africa, are doing that. We like to move away from those settings here in SA and I feel as if we're limiting ourselves every time we do that. So how do you like find a ways to like push past those limits? Yeah, I mean this that's a very good question. Um and it hasn't been as hard as it is to push past limits as it has been these last two years. I've been really, really struggling these last two years in South Africa to push into a realm of creativity that I've wanted to be in. And it's nothing other than the environment that we're residing in just being so completely negative um, that I think it's been hard for me to want to to push forwards. Usually it's been a matter of global inspiration uh, coupled with a depth of curiosity for what happens if I do this? You know, I, I remember... Um, uh, when I was in my early 20s saying I made a decision I think I was about 23 and I said yeah so in my early 20s just after UCT I remember saying well you know either you're gonna have this mindset that's like I'm afraid to try new things because of failure or you're gonna internalize now that you're gonna continually fail and I made peace with failure I made peace with failure very, very early on. And I said, it doesn't matter what people think of me. Also, I made peace with that. It doesn't matter what people think of me. And it doesn't matter how many times I fail. I'm always going to do what I want to do. And that was a decision early on because it is tested along the way. You do have people saying, you know, you studied a pretty conventional degree. You don't need to be hustling in this creative space that's so hard. And I remember just thinking, but you know, I've made that decision. Like you're... Uh, input at this stage is is only perspective and only ever will be so it's it's a it's a it's a single-mindedness more than anything else and that single-mindedness will continually be tested because you will continually have people saying to you why are you doing this why don't you just do what everybody else is doing and again if you're not born to do what everybody else is doing why would you do what everybody else is doing you know and you've got to listen to that voice and that soul um in, or your soul um god which i feel i have a very direct connection to at all points in time that tells you what to do next so it's like if that human has an opinion on what god's telling you to do it's a little bit like uh maybe not ego you know yeah. so that's that's the answer yeah it's crazy that like you utilize that um, God aspect because it's something that I always like tell people like I don't like to get necessarily too deep about religion when I'm talking to people because to each his own and people at different levels but I always say that like yo I don't I believe that we were already given like 
the keys to success in everything in our lives from the day that we were born. And I mean, yeah, one time I was obviously I'm a rapper, so sometimes a party, and I tripped acid the one time, and like I realized like life is like in that trip, like in that experience, I realized life is cycles, and it's I feel as if you only get to truly progress to the true and higher self once you actually overcome certain obstacles which have always been present within your life and like those things that you said that you had to overcome yourself like oh okay not like you've studied the conventional um degree but you're not picking the conventional um nine to five corporate route and you're listening to yourself and you're listening to god and you know you're not allowing anyone else into your own inner matrix and i believe that is the true essence of life is that the whole world like because even religion is shaped like that the whole world will try and shake you up oh it's it's almost as if like you're my favorite drink sparkling water people want you just to go back to being still water why are you sparkling why are you fizzing up like they will they'll be like oh you got some fizz on you like all right let's shake you up and then now you're just normal and the thing is why just be normal like no one's saying that you have to be the best artist or or best creative or whatnot but why not and i always tell people this that yo if you have dreams of being someone that is multifaceted start now because what by the time you perfect one thing it'll already be too late you can't have all your eggs in one basket like this is also still a business like your life is your business that's why we have id numbers tax numbers all of these things so like everyone needs to actually like take ownership and realize that yo i am my own boss i am my own ceo and take control and like kudos to you for doing that and like wanting to be someone that actually does that because i know that is very like difficult and like how how did you navigate that because like i'm just thinking from the time like you were like growing up in the village and the conventionalism of the degree that you did and now you unshackling yourself and doing what you want like damn bro that sounds like a toll on the psyche like and yet you just hear bubbly there so it's like how did like t- please tell me like how that process felt and like how you were able to overcome a lot of things and get to this point of clarity whereby you know what you want out of like your creative endeavors make it sound more glamorous than it is and that's the truth you know I don't think it's smooth sailing and anybody in my inner realm will know that it's many highs and many lows you know and I think that's the truth of any creative endeavor is behind the glamorous presenting gigs that you're seeing is a lot of uh, hard work grit and many highs and many many lows and that's a roller coaster that you choose to ride it's like you will be super high and you'll be super low and for many people they won't handle it and that's that is a fact because the highs and lows are so um, heightened on the creative path. You know, you'll be in front of 500 people on a stage. It's quite a high. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go home and it's like you may be alone in a hotel room and that's quite a low. And so you're consciously choosing to live a life of highs and lows. 
and you're conscious, consciously choosing to override your lows with mental power when you get them and to know that the highs are also not going to last. So if you think about that from like a psychological lesson, it's almost perfect yeah. um, for life at large. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a micro variant of life at large. So it's like super high on a stage, having the best time. But you've, you, you, you've got to know that that's much like everything else. It's like a wave. It's, it's, it's going to come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've got, a, I've got self-awareness. And, and that is what keeps me uh, alive and not always positive. I hit extreme lows as a creative, but it's what keeps me uh, standing here is my level of self-awareness. So, for example, in the pandemic, I was hitting a major low because it was just so shit to be locked in. Let's just be honest. From being with people, it was I was taking a lot of strain. And so I realized, and then you've got to get on top of yourself and say, okay, cool, something is asking me to go internally now. And so I did two years worth of inner work where you isolate yourself quite heavily and you really sit and you delve into your own psyche. I think... As creative people, as people that are sitting uh, gifted, I think most a lot of creatives are sitting on the gifted spec, like spectrums. Um, you've got to sit with yourself and do the inner work because if you don't know what you're dealing with in your own psyche, how can you expect other people to figure it out? And so my my thing to all creatives is just just reflect, self reflect. Mm. So what, no, oh my goodness, you know this is what really I handle well in life, and this is what I don't handle well. And when there are things that you know, for example, if there was another global lockdown, I would now have much better coping mechanisms mm-hmm. than I had the last time, and um, because I ingrained those lessons. So, it's not about um, it's not about others. Everything's about self awareness. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I said. You know, like oh, by the way, when she said like standing here, she's actually not standing. Like she's sitting down. She's like we're sitting. Don't worry. Like we're comfortable but like <laughs> we're like speaking about that self-awareness it's such a it's such a like misunderstood notion because a lot of what is actually music and um, pop culture and what we consume is that that's why that's one of my favorite aspects actually of hip-hop is the fact that it is the oh, it is one of the only few industries whereby you not wanting to change or grow, but you're self-aware of that. You can actually still thrive. Like, I mean, you have people that are homophobic in hip hop, but because there are homophobic people in the world, they have their supporters because it's like, hey, you steadfast and. Sort of thing, what I'm talking about is them not being positive people in that regard, but they still, I will still give them the props for being able to, you know, stand firm in that self-awareness, even if their opinion is ignorant. It still takes, like, a whole lot to actually just say with the chest out, like, you know, like, you put some Vicks, like, (laughs) chest is open, like, let's actually just, like, talk it out. So, like, when you say the thing of um, self-awareness being so crucial, I understand that, like, a lot because the pandemic was, it, you know, it, you'd almost, how can I put this? Everyone tried to, re-in, like, reinvent themselves, but we were locked in for so long that you reinvented yourself so many times to the point whereby you're like, wait, 
is this even actually me now? Because we know comparison is the killer of joy, but we do live in a world with other human beings. So we need to interact in order for me to know that, like, like for, I don't know, for example, um, if I am just staying by myself, how, how will I know if, like, my apartment smells or not, if someone else who doesn't come in and, and it's like, wow, that's a funny smell. I could be used to that. So, like, sometimes you do actually need other people and that's what COVID showed and that's why I feel uh, as if, as creatives, and this is the initiative behind the whole podcast and the creative conferences, is that we need to actually help each other out because, like, earlier before um, we got on the mic, when you were saying that we actually need to be there for one another and we're actually not looking for financial compensation, we're doing this to be understood. And I really, really felt that because I almost, I, like, I don't, obviously I'd love to become a millionaire off of music, but I'm okay with being a businessman and making my money from that and keeping the music as purely art and yes. something like, how can I put this? I never ever, and I don't know how much hip hop you listen to, but whenever a rapper gets money, their, their, first, their first album and their second album, the growth sometimes is like, we see it, but we also see someone who's finally become comfortable with life. So you aren't actually, what made you relatable has it's lost its effect. So, like, sometimes, like, I'm always like, like, and that's why I always have a lot of respect for anyone in any, like, creative space that is still able to give us the same tenacity as if they were a kid like as annoying as Eminem is still trying to act as if he's in his 20s like the fact that he still goes at it as if he's still the best is remarkable for me because it's like yo you do know the rest of the world has forgotten about you you're not the best anymore but you still go at it like that so now why like why now are we as creatives not trying to inspire each other and push each other to continue that kind of movement and that way of thinking? Because, like I said, every time I interact with you, it's like, damn, okay, neurons start flying, ideas start going, ideas start going. It's like, isn't this the whole point of, like, the creativity, the sharing of ideas, ideologies, and being able to craft something? something that I've been thinking about a lot and that is as soon as creativity is commercialized it loses its truth and that is a fact so there's a node that we all reach that says well there where I was commercially successful was was where I wasn't necessarily truthful and when you retract and you say this is where I'm being truthful right is art and for me as a creative, there's a difference. There's art that you make because it's from your truth and whatever purpose that serves, you need to keep doing that because that is really why you're here. And then there's the art that people pay for and, and, and that's a business. Yeah. That's the business transaction. And I think for me, it's been a healthy mental exercise to separate the two. Mm-hmm. So if it's a commercial transaction, there's absolutely no ways I engage with my truth. I then play a role 
Whereas if it's my art, I engage with my truth. So on my page is my truth. But as soon as I work with non-creative people, with people who don't understand it, I play a role. And, and that's how I differentiate the two. And I think that's how I have come to understand you. You will preserve your integrity as an artist. And by stating that aloud, like, if I'm going to work with somebody who is not an artist, I am not going to give you my truth. And that's just a fact, you know. So take it or leave it, but, like, you earn the right to engage with me in my truth, you know. No, uh, like, I, I completely agree with you on that one. Like, you have to earn the right because, you know, what ends up happening, like, and I, like, I tell this to everyone that, like, I produce for, like, yo, um, this is, like, pretty much my formula to making music. I have songs and music projects whereby I know this is, this will just be looked at as the same way how we look at any fast food joint. Um, you don't know which is the best McDonald's in the world. You just eat fucking McDonald's. And you just keep it moving. So I know that some people are just going to hear my music and they're going to be like, oh, a rapper. You know what I mean? And not listen. So I have now, and like you said, that separation. I now know when to become Mr. Flip Burger Patties, that that art, and then actually the shit that will feed my soul, the shit that will make me feel like, oh, this is... This is making me feel like, okay, this is probably what Van Gogh went through, type vibe. You know, like, because it's all, like, trying to emulate something. Like, we're, we're all inspired by something, and we all take inspiration from somewhere, and we've all learned from someone. So now you're just taking that, but you're taking that little bit, and you, that spin, and you're making it crazier, and you're painting it as your own. So... Now, why would you, like you said, I love the fact that you said that, like, you protect your truth. Like, why would you give people a lot of that? Like, it reminds me of this one interview I saw, whereby, uh, I don't know if you know the rapper Young Thug. I listen to that music because I like it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, he wears dresses and thinks uh, gender is fluid but he doesn't do interviews and someone said why would he do interviews though? People like him and Prince thrive off of the fact that we want more out of them so and that's their truth like we don't know why they like why they dress androgynous or wear dresses we don't know but why would they now explain that to us and try and tell us that instead of just living that. I mean, I don't do interviews with systems players. So like my rule is if there was a, uh, people that came that were not creatives, I wouldn't do interviews with them. Like I have no time nor respect for conventional media outlets, you know. And if they want me to do an interview with them, they will pay me and they won't get my truth. You know, so it's a different story working with creatives that you know are real creatives because that's what we want to do. For me, that's what I want to do. As soon as other people come, if you are too ingrained in the capitalistic system and you are not questioning it and you are not changing it, you don't get my respect. That's a fact. You know. You know, like that's a that's a that's a very 
it's a very eye-opening uh, sentiment because we forget how entrenched we are in the capitalist society like for, with that whole burger patty uh, flipping burgers analogy like the fact that we already know that we have to do that as creatives and we understand the consumer as well that's problematic it's problematic that you can make art that also fits um, if you wanted to like blow up and have a million followers and be verified on social media there are steps and processes which you can follow that are formulaic but it might not actually mean that you're a great artist you're just very good at brand management and being a business and you know I will never tell someone neglect the business side because some people their art is actually very horrendous like like I'm being honest like dude like we all make bad art sometimes like we like we've all burnt an egg before so what now you think mm, art now you're not going to do that but you need to be able to you know bounce back from that and that's where that self-awareness that you're talking about comes back into the conversation like the like how important it is and also how important it is to have it in this capitalist society and like I love the fact that you said like if someone's gonna do things for the money then like or like in the capitalist way like you don't respect that a lot because you know there's so many there's so many instances like for example a lot of people are telling me yo make I'm a piano make I'm a piano like that's your thing I, like I listen to I'm a piano I will dance to I'm a piano I don't even mind making like TikTok dance videos too because I like that but that is just a part of me I know that like even though I'm a songwriter and I can write those lyrics and I can make the I'm a piano songs I know I'm just making them for when I party which is okay but I also know right now it would be a lucrative thing and I don't want my arts now like if I'm going to be lucrative I want my arts to be like I want to be making money from my art because of the fact that people see the multifaceted aspect not the fact that oh I am the new face or one of the bubbling faces of a new trend because of the consumerist culture we have because South Africa is um, Africa's USA so we just like same way how America like took the whole like British troll scene in terms of the music and then they just made that into a New York Chicago based sound but it's still actually like it's rooted more in England like that's what SA does like we'll take something we'll make it our own a little bit but afterwards we'll throw it away like and that's why you see I'm a piano and home producers and DJs being taken by and even like my cousin Mongezio Mabandless being signed to an overseas label and touring overseas before he tours yeah like I find that crazy because like he makes um, music in his Tosa like I I I don't rap in Tosa at all so I I, I barely listen to any music that has um, what's that Tosa in it 
So I'm like, you're trying to tell me that white people in Scandinavian countries are able, yeah, they appreciate it a lot more than the people who actually speak the same language and can understand it completely. It, it, it's bewildering, it's crazy, but like, it's the reality of things. And maybe this is something harsh to say, but I don't think we have a market for true art in yeah. South Africa. I, if you're a true artist, and this is maybe against the grain, but I don't think you can be here because the basic consumer culture here is not that of an understanding of true art. It's very, uh, it likes to mimic Hollywood. So if you're kind of copying Kardashian, if you're copying, I don't know, like Kanye or whatever, and you really mimic and look like them, you're better off than if you're original. And that's just a fact that we were at mentally and psychologically as a nation. So if you wanted to be original, yes, you're going to be picked up around the rest of the world that actually values original. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I am looking at having someone else here um, just to continue on a new trajectory. And it's, it's, I think it's an evolution of many creators here that unless our arena starts to really appreciate art, which like, I don't know if you saw during the pandemic, but the government and everybody give a fuck about artists here. You know, nobody gives a fuck about artists here. And the truth is when the Great Depression hits like now, they're the only ones that rebuild anything. So I hope people learn lessons now about the value of that, the people that are building you. But I don't know, it's, as you said, art, we need to look after one another. It, it's, it's the the circle that we've always needed. You know, like, as much as you say, like, you're hoping that people would have learned from the pandemic, um, being blessed and being able to attend UCTA um, and study history, I, I always tell people this, that, like, yo, dog, it's crazy because all we've done is just add new technology, but we still are the same fucked up people. Like, uh, take the Amber Heard Johnny Depp case. That's still us going to go watch the Sunday beheading of a criminal. We went from a Colosseum in Roman times to an octagon. Like, we still love blood sports. So, and you know, there's always still um, political um, espionage um, happening in alliances. Back then, with Romans, Egypt, Egyptians, and the Greeks, and whatnot, and how, and Persians, the same things are still happening today. So, you know, like, you'd want people to actually, like, try to change because of the pandemic, but they won't. But now, like, it goes back to what you were saying about the self-awareness. Now, you have a choice now, because we now, obviously... In this conversation, we both understand that, okay, we do see the gap in the market. But now, and this is what I always ask any creative, and I also ask myself, are you going to be the person that exploits it for themselves or just opens up the gate and tells everyone else that, hey, here's a water source instead of trying to own the water source? That's interesting. Um... I mean, I'm really trying to self-reflect on what that looks like in real life. I think it would differ, right? In, in certain 
if you're a creative that has a specific skill, so I think of something like presenting, if you discovered areas to present in, you know, you are the presenting brand, it's highly unlikely that you can open um, up things for other people unless they're in the same industry. It's a different thing if you're looking at business and entrepreneurship, then I think you definitely are always looking to open up for other people. Um, and it's like, are you, what is your art form at the moment? Are you an independent brand? Because if you are the art form, in other words, your performance is the art form, right, as a human, which I think you and I, me as a presenter, you as a rapper, it's, it's going to be very hard for you to open doors for me if you go down a rap path, yeah. right? And it's going to be very hard for me to open doors for you if I go down like a presenting on camera, that's the vibe. So True, but we can still show people how to, hey, yo, this is how we carry ourselves as presenters slash rappers, because... You mean behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're saying basically, as far as I'm understanding, that people never open that. You never see what's going on. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Interesting. I didn't. I, I mean, I need to, to think about this in detail. This, this is this is interesting. Yeah, because like I always believe like that's the any anyone that becomes successful um, from something like a creative endeavor. I always say this, like, especially in the art form, it's just uh, this person was either a gatekeeper or they, they like, they exploited, not exploited, but, like, they found the loophole and, like I said, you have the option, exploit or open up the floodgates. Like, for example, with Amapiano, they actually, like, the reason why there's so much and so many, like, I'm a piano artist, producers, like, and music being made is because the guys that made, like, the original hits, they showed us that, yo, um, open up Fruity, um, Fruity Loops, FL Studio, for those of you who don't know, um, digital audio workstations, go use this um, log drum and this uh, BPM. This is, like, the crux of the genre. And now, you and I can make I'm a piano, but it will be from Kaylee and Onelli's perspective. But now we know how to make I'm a piano. We're not sitting here like, damn, that was so crazy last night when we were at the club and we heard I'm a piano for the first time. But we don't know how to, and no one is showing us that. And that's why, you know, like, anytime someone says, uh, like, it's even funny, I don't even, like, feel that, Amapiano is like a new genre. I just feel like it's a style of South Africa that is finally being looked at. Uh, like, I've always said, like, gr growing up, it was, like, I call it taxi rank music because it was just, it was part of life. Like, you just always heard, like, music that was just beats. Like, growing up, like, we, like, we had a joke in P.E., the best song was always track three or track seven on a CD. Never knew what the, who the producer was, the DJ was. You never, like, you would just be sitting in that taxi and, like, the taxi drivers would always have copies of the CDs that they're playing for you. And you'd hear that, like, whatever track is, and you'd, and you'd look up, you'd, like, try and look over. And you're a little kid, so, like, you're trying to look over the, all the aunties and whatnot in the taxi to look at the front to see what's, say, what's it saying on the mp3 playing like track 5 you're like 
who like even produces this then you go home try and find it on youtube god but it's the greatest sound ever and you know like how many of those people didn't get the opportunity to actually share their art with the rest of the world like I always think like yo you guys inspired me for the rest of my life but there's no way that I can come to you and thank you exactly so now that's why I say or do you like when you find the loophole are you like would you become the expo- like the, the exploitative is that a word person or are you going to be the person that opened up the floodgates and obviously we all would say the latter but up until we put in the position but I mean yeah we can go on for days and eons and eons um, but do you have any closing sentiments for our listeners out there globally that we've got global listeners from the start that is awesome I'm here for the global growth um, closing sentiments uh, it's amazing talking to you it, it's, it's been a deeply reflective exercise for me as well I really get a great amount of peace talking to people when they just get it and there's a repertoire you know because sometimes you stare at people and you say the things that you're thinking and they kind of look at you and go dear God you are strange you know so it's, it, that's, that's amazing I think it's our time now in the world, the systems are crashing. Yeah. It's time to build new ones, so it's the creative time to shine in the fourth industrial revolution. I have never personally been more excited about being alive in a time, and, and I think we can all own our artwork now, and we yeah. can all produce and 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 create, and and it's open. It's not about the record labels. It's not about Hollywood. It's not about living in a shack versus like an amazing house. It's what is your creativity because it's almost democratic at the moment of tech and if it bubbles to the surface it's because people endorse you and it's not because of the the gatekeepers so I'm excited really 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 for the first time the systems are in the favor of creatives and it's up to us to act and take it take the gaps so that's my closing remarks and yeah I hope you have me again this was really cool Um, and I hope the coffee hasn't been too strong Oh no, the coffee has been perfect. She makes a very good cup of coffee. I'd give it a 7.2 out of 10. You know, just right. Um, But yeah, no, definitely we will have another conversation because there is a lot that I would like to explore like with you. Like, there's just so much more that we can unpack. I mean, the part two for this episode, it's in itself. And we can even get more specific and just speak about the ideas and the concepts of self-awareness and also like tricks for coping mechanisms because you know you spoke about everything that like very few people are able to actually give like their and I can tell that's why you're a very great presenter is the fact that you're able to give the story slap bang boom in 40 minutes like if someone doesn't at least know like what kind of motherfucker you are after the set like you, you, you're about that then it's not on you it's their fault they're the ones that are mis- like they're the ones that are misunderstood not you and that's the beauty of this but thank you so much Kaylee for honestly doing this it's been a pleasure like recording this and also getting back to season 2 of the Influencer Talk ZA podcast hosted by yours truly Nalman Taj 
uh, sponsored by Iconic Black. This is your boy over and out, Kaylee. You got something to say to our fans across the world? Love you guys, and uh, yeah, can't wait for uh, episode two. Now, montage and Kaylee. <laughs>